This is Radio Stockdale. Welcome to Radio Stockdale. I'm your host, Michael Sears, at the Stockdale Center for Ethical Leadership. The Naval Academy's mission begins with a statement to develop midshipmen morally, mentally, and physically. On this podcast, we're going to talk about one of the ways we do that all at the same time. This is the second installment of our series on ethical workouts with Captain Frank Frankie. Captain Frankie is the Senior Naval Special Warfare Representative at the Naval Academy. He is also currently serving as the Deputy Director for Ethics at the Stockdale Center. Frank, welcome back to Radio Stockdale. Thanks, Michael. Always great to be back. It's good to continue this conversation as we get into these workouts with this S-4 system. Let's cut to the chase. Is this all about Naval Special Warfare, or is this broader than just people who want to go? buds. No, hey, Mike, that's a great question. I I would offer this is broader uh, than naval special warfare at the end of the day. When you look across the globe and even in our nation and you witness uh, the challenges that we're going through right now as a country and as a a world, I would offer that resilience and grit are going to become even more, more important for years to come for not only our current generation, but the ones that are following. So, so I would offer this is just one of many ways to habituate resilience and grit. And anybody benefits from, from you know, from becoming a, from being a, a better version of themselves. I mean, we all do. You know, I, I think that's great. Let's, let's jump into the workouts themselves. And again, it's mind, body, spirit uh, that you're working at the same time. Uh, let me start with the wisdom workout. Tell me if I'm saying that right. Uh, is there a wisdom workout and, and what's the point? Yeah, the point of the wisdom workout is for the individuals to get to really know themselves. And and it's not just a one and done workout. It's a series of workouts. Uh, what the programs allow uh, is an optionality of time, how much time you're going to spend on the assault bike. Uh, it also gives you the option of intensity. What level of intensity you want to start with? What's most important is that once the individuals start knowing themselves and the level of intensities they can hold for sustained periods of time, then that they can make the determination of establishing what we call a base pace, a base pace by which everything else is going to adjust to. And so that's the intent of the wisdom workouts is establishing that base pace. So to put things into perspective, uh, for example, uh, we... You know, for the beginner level, we, 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 we say that the base pace is anywhere between maybe 100, 150 watts of sustained power. The intermediate level, it, you know, between 150 and 200. The tactical level, maybe between 200 and 250 uh, watts. And then anything beyond that uh, is what I would call the extreme tactical level. So... And I, I might have uh, mischaracterized one of them. So we got beginner, intermediate, advanced, and then the advanced tactical. And so people can choose their pace. Uh, and from there, the workouts are, are then adjusted from there. So a typical wisdom workout uh, works the what we call a base pace in an established acceleration pace. And the acceleration pace or push pace, it's usually 50 to 100 watts above your base. And, and the workouts are geared. Seventy percent of the workout may very well be uh, on the base base, but for wisdom workouts, we try to keep it even: 
50% of the workout will be on base, 50% will be on push. And so we, and then we work now on timelines. Base pace for so many minutes, followed by push pace for so many minutes. And, and we continue the workout usually between, you know, it can be from 20 minutes, it can be 45, it can be up to 60 minutes. Again, the individual gets to choose that, makes, makes that, uh, that decision and just sticks to it. So Captain Frankie, what I'm hearing you say is that the wisdom workouts give you a chance to know yourself, know your limits, know how hard you can push. That's exactly right. And then when you look at it from the heart rate, heart rate zone perspective, it's you're, you're working in the zone two, zone three zone on the aerobic for the most part. It's important to know who you are and what your capabilities are to start with. You don't want to get out there and break yourself right at the start. So wisdom is that first, that first level of the workout. It is. It's about being prudent, right? You know, and also in a way, when I'm working with the with the with midshipmen or any any other uh, candidates or any other participants, you also get a sense of their humility, right, and their ego. Some of them check the ego at the door. Some of them don't. And I've watched those who don't uh, pay the price. Interesting, you'd say that, especially bringing in you know prudence and wisdom. That's that's those are kind of the same virtue. If you want to jump on the horse, jump on the bike, whatever, and try to show your stuff and you get broken pretty easily, that's not too wise. Correct. So what's this next stage, the courage workout? Yeah, the courage is, that's one of my favorite ones because the courage workout, when you look at it from the exertion standpoint, you know, you, 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 you tend to be operating at zone four, heart rate zone four, called threshold. And, and this is where you start feeling a bit uncomfortable. Um, but you don't, but the, the way the workouts are designed is to give you that, that session of discomfort. And it's followed again by a session of base and sometimes active recovery, but then, then you hit it again. And so these workouts to me are key for the development of that, that mindset of that toughness per se, uh, being able to, to hit it hard, come back, recover, hit it hard again. And, and, and then again, habituating, you just start normalizing that that feeling throughout the workout. And if done and if done consistently and correctly, you will find that your heart rate will spend most of the time on z- in zone four, which is about 80 to 90% uh, of your max heart rate. All right. So if I'm hearing you right, in the first t- situation with wisdom, you're learning about yourself and what you can do. In the courage element, you really are starting to push yourself and realizing that you won't break or where you'll break. And you realize that you can continue to push yourself more and more to get beyond. I mean, you get wiser if I'm, I don't want to put too many words here, but courage is when you really start putting stress on the system and you start learning more about what you can and can't do and realize you can push through some of that initial pain, right? That's right. So like with character, none of these virtues are standalone. They're all complement each other. And you see those in the workouts that you just mentioned. So you can be doing a, a courage workout, which is meant to push you. It's meant to challenge you. But while you're doing the workout, as you continue to assess yourself, you always have that decision space to, to tone it down a bit if you must. Because remember, the intent is to finish the workouts strong with that conviction that you accomplished a significant goal. And so to me, that's where wisdom comes in and even some element of temperance of controlling yourself and, and back to, okay, how hard am I willing to push knowing that I got potentially 20 more minutes to go based on the option I made. 
So let me throw that together then, because I'm understanding this as we're going through wisdom. You know yourself, courage. You can you realize that you can push yourself harder, and you've got the guts to be able to do it. Temperance, and I'm going to let you explain a little bit more. Is it's a long race. Yeah, yeah. Well, you you could say that. Say temperance, control yourself, just moderate yourself. And we have workouts that incorporate all the virtues. By the way, you know we we call it the medley. It incorporates all the all the virtues, so people get an, an understanding of how it feels to 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 or get a sense of each one of those those zones and sessions uh, independently. And I like to do the so you can combine them uh, as we have, or you can do a standalone. Like if you've done a if you've had a hard week of high intensity workouts and you just want to do an active recovery long uh, long uh, session, and you can do so. And again, it's low wattage. Know, for a longer period of time, but it's still helping your aerobic base and your conditioning as a whole. So it's it's knowing yourself, being able to push yourself, but it's also um, realizing that you don't always have to be at max speed. I, I think that's what I'm hearing you say temperance is about. That's right. Now, this last one, which to me seems like the uber workout justice. Let's talk about that for a second. So the, there's justice mm-hmm. elements. Um, and I and I want to be you know cautious with the words here. You know, when saying like imparting justice, is that we really bringing down the hammer uh, on the workouts? Uh, that's what we call it justice in many ways. So it it has the very very high intensity max effort on on the assault bike. And now we're talking wattages that go beyond a thousand, sometimes fifteen hundred, seventeen, eighteen hundred. Most recently we had one of the midshipmen break nineteen hundred watts. Okay, so it's that type of explosive power which simulates really uh, what I would say is the, uh, the violence of action on target that is expected, especially in high-risk missions. Now, that's, that's a justice portion. There is a, like a, a justice workout that all naval special warfare selects go through right before they go onto BUDS. And this is the one workout that really brings the mental, the moral, and the physical mission together. Uh, before they depart. And the the workout in itself has got different components to it. First of all, is they have to win as a team. So the team gets together, and for, um, for the most part, they've already done a few of these workouts. We provide them with a warning order of what the mission is going to be because this is the execution of a mission. They execute a mission profile on the assault bike. So they get the, the five W's, the what is the mission, what what the end state is, they get all the environmentals uh, on on this mission, the terrain features, uh, kind of a get a map, the delineates distance, phase lines. They get uh, they get the assets that are going to be supporting them, so they have an opportunity to plan accordingly. And so now uh, they are putting. The, now we're talking about making decisions throughout an entire workout, decisions that are going to determine whether or not they're going to succeed on target. And also where they're going to be able to get there together on target. And so it's a decision-making evolution from start to finish where the, where the participants do, mission, do a mission analysis. They come up with their plan, and their plan has to determine their base pace, what they expect to, to uh, execute as max effort, and also what their active recovery pace is going to do. So they provide that input uh, before we even start. They make that decision. They make that choice. Once we start... There may be, like anything else, no plan survives, no first contact. Now, once the, the exercise starts, then 
there will be injects into the mission where the where the where the candidates have to make decisions and potentially make make some adjustments. So ultimately, it, it, think of think of think of it as it is a mission planning uh, exercise. It is a profile that's been executed in the past. It involves all the virtues are going to come into play: temperance, courage, wisdom, and justice. They also have to put into play what they've learned in the practicum when it comes to mission planning, being able to provide a situation, a mission execution, admin communications plan. Um, they have to deal with contingencies, go-no-go criteria, men force, and then understand what the assets bring and what capabilities they have uh, to bring to the table. So the capabilities of the assets uh, are delivered in wattage. Certain scenarios will require a certain amount of wattage to be, to be put into, uh, whether it's by the participants themselves on the assault bike with the addition of the assets and what they bring to the table. Let's expand this. I understand we're talking naval special warfare. And I, you and I have talked about the fact that uh, guys who are crew jocks or wrestlers uh, do well on this thing. This kind of, though, gets extrapolated across, as we said earlier, the whole population. Anyone can do this if they have the right mindset, right? Oh, absolutely. Everybody can do it. Well, I think that where you're going to see that the, the differences is in in how their output and what output they they produce. That, that's the only piece. Every team, when you look at it from the grit standpoint, we we recognize that every team has their unique uh, grit component that's specific to their sport. I just find that wrestling and rowing, I find them very very particular and interesting for for a few reasons. First, from from the empirical standpoint, some of the best candidates in the sense of the least attrition that we get has been from from people that have been involved in one one way, shape or form with wrestling or rowing. So that's a significant data point. Then when we when we peel the onion on that, okay, there are certain commonalities between the wrestlers and the rowers, and it has to do with their competition. And when you look at it, you're looking at give or take a few minutes, but we're talking between 10 and 12 minutes of high-intensity efforts during competition. And not only that, but that has to be repeated you know, several times throughout a period of overall competition. So when you look at then the preparation required to be able to perform for, for those 10 to 12 minutes at high intensity, to me, that's where the secret lies, in my personal opinion. So you look at their preparation and that level of, you know, again, just the intensity, the determination behind each one of these these teams uh, that are getting ready for competition, it just translates very well into, into any sort of organization, high-performing organization, that requires that level of grit and resilience in order to solve hardest problems. But I don't discount the grit behind all the other varsity programs that are within the Naval Academy. Uh, what, I, what I would offer is that here is this test for anybody that's already in those sports that can, if they're interested from that NSW perspective, then by all means, uh, have at it. I encourage it. I think you'll be able to find out very quickly, you know, within your own team, you know, based on, on the characteristics and the attributes you're looking for, you, you may be able to find some or get some feedback based on the test on what some individuals may need to work on more as they prepare for for a profession outside 
their varsity sport. And when we look at also from uh, the perspective of what the Navy intends with the Get Real, Get Better program, uh, when we look at the resilience part of it, my understanding of Get Real is really understanding you know, where our force lies when it comes to grit and resilience and what gaps potentially exist you know, and what can be addressed. The Get Better piece uh, is how do we make our force grittier and more resilient for the challenges that lie ahead. I would offer back to these types of engagements, these types of workouts, where you are able to push yourself in a very stoic way, leveraging the virtues such as wisdom, courage, temperance, and justice, will lead or at least will aid our force in getting to that level of resiliency and grit that we're expecting of them. At the end of the day, we want our force to be able to lead with character. We want our force to be able to trust themselves. We want our force to be able to be confident about their abilities to lead, their abilities to perform physically. And again, we offer a way where that can happen, where individuals can become a better version of themselves and therefore contribute to our Navy on the mission we have to deliver for the next 5, 10, 15 years. Captain Crank Frankie, the Senior Naval Special Warfare Representative of the Naval Academy. Thanks for joining us on Radio Stockdale, talking about how you bring mind, body, and spirit together. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. You've been listening to Radio Stockdale, a series of podcasts produced by the Stockdale Center for Ethical Leadership at the United States Naval Academy. You can hear more podcasts at stockdalecenter.com slash podcasts.